I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Time fantasy. Full time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. It is a coronavirus frenzy out there. I'm being caught up. I'm caught up. I'm totally caught up into it. So, I saw this question on Twitter, and it really made me think. The question was, is the coronavirus going to prevent me from attending sporting events in the next month? Now, I am a bad person to ask because the answer is yes, because, you know, I'm not feeling well. But assuming I was 100%, tip-top, no issues. What would I do? I don't know. I really have to think about that one. I'm not sure I would go. I mean, Harvard closed its doors. I don't know if you guys saw that or heard that. Harvard is basically closing up shop for the rest of the year. Kids are going back home, and they will take classes online. I mean, are we going to cancel the Olympics? And... I guess I w- so if I had tickets right now to the Red Sox spring training this weekend, I think I turn them down. Am I, I mean, am I part of the hysteria? I guess I am. I feel so uninformed. I feel so like I wish I didn't have to miss the game. I would want to go to the game, but is that the smartest move? To be out there in the middle of a bunch of people? Doesn't seem like a smart move. And then I ask myself, what's going to happen with the NCAA tournament? And what's going to happen with Major League Baseball? And are we going to have all these sports and people will be able to watch it, but not go to it? That's the craziest thing. That's the craziest thing. I don't think it's going to affect. I don't think it's going to affect how we perceive, how we watch sports. 
I don't think it's going to affect how we watch sports. I think it's going to be how we attend games, right? Watching on TV, maybe we'll be able to watch it on TV. But then what is it going to be like as a player when you're used to people cheering and you don't hear that anymore, right? And you don't get that. I don't know. I have so many questions about this situation. So when I saw that, is it going to, is there a fear? It's like, I think so. I mean, some people are going to Vegas for March Madness, right? I don't know. They're still playing the players international. Somebody's going to win a million dollars. Somebody's going to win a million dollars this weekend on DraftKings. Maybe it'll be me, right? That's not stopping. So I think it's just very, very confusing. And now baseball's thinking about this. I don't know if you guys saw this. Evan Drellich of The Athletic, who, by the way, is a top-of-the-line reporter. He reports that the Mariners may play their season-opening series against the Rangers in Peoria, Arizona. Peoria is the spring training home of the Mariners. Because Washington State Governor Jay Inslee is going to restrict people for gathering of more than 250 people in one place. So, guess I'm not watching Mariners games at Safeco. Crazy, right? You think I'm kidding about all this. I'm not. Our game is going to be played in Florida. Our game is going to be played in Arizona. Where does this begin and where does this end? I don't think we have the answers to these questions. This is the craziest thing that that I'm even talking about. It blows my mind. Because, I mean, hey, it's spring training. It's spring training. And shouldn't everybody just go north and travel on and let's go play? That's what we're used to. Right? But all that's out the window right now. And I think the fans are going to be the last people to know. But the fans also have them control to us whether they're going to go to the games. So would I go? I don't think so. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just it's not worth. It's scary. What about the NFL draft? The NFL draft is the biggest thing ever. Going to have that? They could still have the draft. Are they going to have all those people in one area? Doesn't seem smart. Or are we going to go to the old days where they used to have those helmet? Remember those helmet phones? And two guys in a suit, they hand up the envelope, and the guy reads it. Roger Goodell reads it. And maybe players won't even go to the draft anymore. Maybe we'll have an NFL draft with no players attending. I mean, seriously. You're an agent. You're Tua's agent. Are you letting him go to the draft? Are you crazy? There's no way you're putting him on a plane. I might let him drive to the draft, but I'm not letting him fly to the draft. 
you, know, you want this guy in his house with his family and friends. I mean, seriously, is anybody going to be shaking Roger Goodell's hand at the draft? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's, you know, a little crazy. And then let me ask you this question. If people stop going to sporting events, does that change the whole face of sports as we know it? Because sporting events are crazy expensive. Crazy expensive. Now, let me ask you this. You get a better seat at home. You get a better seat at home anyway. Why would I go to a game if I don't have to and it's dangerous? And pay all that money. And now if people aren't going, is that going to affect people's and athletes' salaries? Because stadiums are not selling out. I think it's such an interesting question. I really do. I think it's such an interesting question. Right? I think people, some people will go. Some people will not care. And maybe that's the right answer. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm a pretty smart dude. But I'm not sure I have the right answer here. I know for me personally, I know the right answer. I'm not going. But that's only because of my health issues. And answer this question. But I mean, I think I think the worst thing would be not to have the NFL draft. The worst thing would be not to have the NCAA tournament. Got to be able to still have these things. But maybe we don't open it up for the fans. I don't know. I think it's absolutely something I've never seen in my life. Right? And we don't know how this is going to play out. I will say this. Talent Wars came to their, to, to their the judgment to be able to do it online. Thank God. Because Talent Wars, the singular greatest fantasy baseball league, of the best players in America, I kid you not, was probably going to be canceled. Going to be canceled. Because people weren't going. If people like Gray Albright didn't want to get into a plane and go, why would anybody else? And I don't blame Gray. And we talked about this on yesterday's show. And right after, they came out and they said, we thought about it, and we're doing it all online. That's smart. That's smart. They heard the people. Hopefully it happens in your leagues too, that people come and make sure that the leagues happen. It's going to be a crazy, crazy couple of weeks. Blows my mind of what's going to happen. But, you know, look, just be safe and be smart and do your reading and do your washing. And we'll try to get through this together, right? I promise you that. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, a little fantasy baseball news and notes. What's going on? Who's injured? Who's playing? Who's starting? Who's not? I'm Dr. Rodom with Full-Time Fantasy. 
and I'm back with you right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. 
All right, we're back. By the way, Sean, are you going coronavirus crazy? All right, so here's a question for you. I went to the supermarket before, and I get why there's a run on Lysol. Why is there a run on toilet paper? No idea. <laughs> I'm telling you, is I, I mean, I know the coronavirus affects, you know, we want to be cleanly, and Purell and Lysol wipes, I get that. But literally, there was like two shreds of toilet paper left. I just bought a, I bought a, a, a thing, a roll. Just to have it. I didn't think I needed it, but you know what? It seemed like there's nothing on the shelves. Uh, uh, there you go. That's why you're my smart friend. I really didn't think about that. Yeah. That's true. Otherwise, I'm passing squares around in the house. That's interesting. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I understand. Just in case I'm quarantined. I better go out and get some more, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I better like, uh, it's almost like, so like, it's like hurricane provisions, if you will. I need to get some tuna and some anything in the can. Anything in the can, yeah. Some water, yep. Batteries. Batter. I always have to have batteries, right? You, never you don't need batteries in this case, right? So electric's not going to go out. That's true. But, dude, there's nothing worse than losing your power. Oh, it's the worst. I know. Well, you have a backup generator, don't you? No. Wait, you live in Florida parents, and you don't have a generator? Do. No. Oh, my God. My parents do, though. Yeah. My parents' house is like a fortress. Yeah, that's where you got to go. Something goes down. Boom. That, they're set. My mom, my, my parents can hunker down. They're not going anywhere. Let me just tell you this right now. <laughs> Hurricane uh, Igor comes, they're just staying right at home. Me, I'm like, I'm out of there. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going I'm far. leaving. I'm leaving town, too. Yeah, my, my parents go. My, my dad goes, I'm too old for this crap. I'm paying to fortify my house, and I'm not leaving. God bless, right? Well, it's like my father. My father the same way. It doesn't want to deal with this crap anymore. He just wants to make sure he's safe. So what can I tell you? All right, but thank you, Sean. That really helped me. You are, you are a good friend. Now I know why there's no toilet paper. Okay. All right, here we are moving forward in spring training. And guys are starting to pitch more, especially the guys that you want to see going three, four, five innings. Remember, a pitcher will go pitch one inning, then he'll pitch two. Then he'll pitch four, and then maybe, just maybe, he goes five, six, maybe, at the end. So Mike Miner, Mike Miner, four and two-thirds, didn't walk anybody, looked pretty good. Four and two-thirds, this guy's ready to go. Mike Miner's ready to go. Michael Kopech, though, he was out there, first time we've seen him since Tommy John's surgery that's exciting do you remember when he was the prize in the White Sox that the White Sox got in that trade with the Red Sox we really haven't seen him do what he's what we always thought that he would do but maybe it's coming post-hype sleeper 
Giants manager Gabe Kapler said that Johnny Cueto is definitely in line to start opening day. I guess he is, but please, I don't want Johnny Cueto on any of my teams. I'm trying to think about the Giants overall. There are certain teams I just don't really think about. So I'm looking here at the Giants. I don't imagine that anybody on their offense will be on my team this year. Buster Posey, no. Brandon Belt, I've experienced that ride too many times. Mauricio Dubon, I like that name, but no. Evan Longoria, no. Brandon Crawford, no. Alex Dickerson, no. Steven Duggar, no. Hunter Pence, no. Mike Yastrzemski, no. No. No, 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 no. I don't see it. Maybe Mauricio Dubon? Maybe if I think the guy could steal some bases? Maybe. He might be the, the only one. I bought into the Brandon Crawford few years ago remember when he was good way back when he had like 20 home runs maybe five years ago I bought into that he's never been that good again Brandon Belt how many years if you can only stay healthy if Brandon Belt could only stay healthy he can't he won't he doesn't and even if he does he plays in a park that the ball just dies, literally dies. Now, maybe if Brandon Belt was a Rocky, I could get excited. But Brandon Belt in San Francisco, not excited. Not happening. I don't really like anybody in the bullpen. Do I like Tony Watson? You like Tyler Rogers? I mean, seriously? I guess maybe he's okay? Trevor Gott? I don't got him on any of my lineups. Now, I am not against Sean Anderson. I don't really like him, but I'm not against him. I am kind of sort of against Drew Smiley because I hate that guy. And that's a guy I pick on in DFS all the time. I like Kevin Gaskin. Kevin Gaskin, a.k.a. Kevin Gossman, looked pretty good when he was in the bullpen. And if they move him to closer, I'll be cool with that. Johnny Cueto, what am I liking about Johnny Cueto? Tell me. I'm not loving him. Last good year for Johnny Cueto was 2016. 2016. Are you telling me that Johnny Cueto... I'm asking you this question now. Let's say he throws 100 pitches in a game. How many of those 100 pitches will be over 90 miles an hour? Half? Johnny's like throwing nothing. He's got nothing going on in the fifth inning. How about the shark, Jeff Samarja? I mean, maybe he's okay. I guess Samarja's probably the guy I can live with the best. Certainly a guy in the past who's thrown over 200 innings. Got a buck 80 last year. Decent strikeouts. Let's up a lot of home runs, though. So, I mean, and he's the number one starter. You feel comfortable that this guy's winning 12 games? 
Come on. Giants stink. You're a Giant fan. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. I think I, I, I might actually rather be a Kansas City Royal fan than a Giant fan. I can at least look at the Royals roster and pick some guys I like. I can't do that with the Giants. So no matter what Gabe Kapler's telling me, I'm not buying it. All right, Michael Conforto diagnosed with a right oblique strain. I say he starts the year on the injured list. Problematic because I have Conforto in my Tout Wars League. So I think you're looking at J.D. Davis, Jake Marisnik, and Brandon Finding Nemo. I mean, leave it to the Mets, who can't stay healthy at all. At all. Conforto is that guy, that, that rock. Love that guy. He's a, he's a legit hitter. But, I mean, look, I, I can't imagine he starts. But he always seems, the last two years, he's got 540 at-bats. Probably get 540 this year. Just not getting 620. Not going to get 620. As much as you want, as much as I want, I still think he hits 30 home runs and gets 80 RBIs. But it just may not happen early on in the season. So, a little disappointing there. Gary Sanchez. That's how they say that in some areas. He's got the flu. Hopefully he doesn't have anything more serious. Just the flu. So he's got a back issue and he's got the flu. I don't know, man. I don't know whether or not I'm buying into Gary Sanchez. If I'm drafting today, or let's just say Sunday, when I actually am drafting, I don't think I'm taking Gary Sanchez so fast. What round would I take Gary Sanchez in? Six? Six? But I don't think I'm going to get him. I think if, if I take him there, he'll, he'll be gone. Somebody else will get him before me. I always say that to you guys. I'll say, I'll give a round for a guy, and I'll be like, I probably, I know I'm not going to get this guy. Why won't I get him? Because I know somebody will take him before I'll, I will. Right? And I know I'm not getting Sanchez on my team. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Right? I think Giancarlo Stan's another guy. When do I take this guy? You know, he's going to begin the season on the injured list for sure. But what if he comes back in two weeks? This is a tough time right now. Not only are we dealing with corona, we're dealing with just general injuries. And we're dealing with when is this guy coming back? I don't know. I mean, Stan could be a bargain. Maybe people, maybe his value drops because people are afraid. I'd be afraid, but if there's always a value. If it drops too far, I'm taking this guy. That's for sure. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, some dude is going to win a million dollars on DraftKings. And Eric Dantoff is going to help us be that person. We're going to talk to him from Fantasy Golf Insider right after this. (laughs) 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. All right, 
Just got word that the city of Houston and the Houston Health Department have ordered the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo to close. No Kane Brown concert. But we won't have to worry about that if you're down in Florida at the Players International. So somebody's going to win a million dollars this weekend. And hopefully it's me. And if it's not me, maybe it's my friend and guest, Eric Dantoff from Fantasy Golf Insider. How are you? I'm doing great, Doctor. Thanks for having me on. I am super excited about this uh, event this week. Final, finally, some normalcy with the weather down in Florida there, huh? I know. It's not. It's really, it's going to be beautiful weather. going to be like high 80s, very little winds. I mean, last week was an absolute and utter train wreck. Uh, but this week, let's look at it. Rory and Rom, I'm going to have to pay 11K or above in or out. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first thing I'll mention about this event is no one in its history has successfully defended. So I guess if there is a trend that is going to be broken, it would be by uh, Rory this year because his incoming form is it's the best in the business right now. Um, I tend to kind of lean on the side of history on this a little bit. And hearing so many golfers talk about sawgrass where they say it's such a wide-open uh, tournament to win, especially on that back nine on a Sunday. Um, I'm not going to put anybody off from Rory. I just think people should be aware that it's going to be difficult for him to win. Um, and maybe you can find other value elsewhere if he thinks another golfer might be getting close. All right. What about Justin Thomas then? Do we like him? I do. I, I really, <laughs> now that we have some, some weather where wind isn't a factor, I was really doing some analysis, deep analysis on last year's event specifically because of how it shifted from May back into uh, March here. And the overseeding makes this play a little bit longer. And at the same time, too, it really has uh, uh, really the best ball strikers that have an all-around game have, have risen to the top of my model. If I really kind of put a little more emphasis on last year. Justin Thomas is one of the best guys when it comes to ball striking. His approach game is on par with the best in the industry. He's a guy who's been closer before. I really like him at 10-8. All right, let me drop down a little bit. Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, two of the best names in all of golf. We actually get them as, as dis, at discounts. Kepka 10-2 and Dustin Johnson at 10,000. I think they actually are contrarian plays. Do you like them as such? Yeah, they're absolutely contrarian. Um, I like DJ's price more. I mean, obviously, he's $200 cheaper. But I, I kind of feel like now is the time to kind of get back in on DJ if you if you wanted there. The, that last stretch that he was on where he kind of had that terrible first round in Mexico, that was after the fourth straight week of playing, um, some different conditions. And that all started, remember, in Saudi Arabia. I think two weeks of rest is going to do well for him. I don't really think there's as much of an injury concern as maybe what might be going on with Kepka still. I think Kepka's getting close, but DJ had a very good display here last year. Um, shot four rounds in the 60s. Likes this course. I think he's a little safer and offers offers that upside to win as well. All right. I'm just going to use a little game theory. It just seems this next pocket, Cantley, Scott, Shuffley, a lot of people are going to be in, and I need to either be in or out, and I'm thinking of being out. Is that the wrong move? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the wrong move. I have found that you can definitely eat some chalk if you know how to kind of differentiate your lineups elsewhere. And we'll probably get into that in a little bit. 
I'm really big on Scott this week and actually Webb Simpson. So maybe Webb Simpson's can turn in play because DFS prices has finally caught up to how good of a golfer he really is. Most people in this kind of a field would expect Webb to be in that 8,000 range like he has been. I really like Webb Simpson this week. Adam Scott is a guy I fully expect to bounce back. He, he's only been posting T12s or better here the last four years. Um, but then there's guys like uh, uh, Fleetwood. He's definitely due for a bounce back after last week's miscut. And then there's a guy like DeChambeau. Um, I feel like his game is super close. I think you can mix and match uh, three of those guys. And if you know how to go contrarian elsewhere, feel free to have as much exposure as you want. Yeah, I like Bryson DeChambeau and, and Webb a lot too. So let me ask you about a couple other guys. Ricky Fowler. Justin Rose and Hideki Matsuyama. I feel like one of those guys is really close. Who is that guy? For me, it might be Matsuyama, but I was wondering what you thought. Nope, I'm 100% in agreement with you there. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama is a guy on the top of my list. Coming in maybe a little under the radar. He kind of blew up over the, the weekend there in Arnold, at the Arnold Palmer, but I can easily dismiss that. He's a guy that I projected coming into this season as a guy who's going to be very close to a win. Internationals have been winning a lot lately. He's a guy that I like the most from that group as well. All right, let me drop down a little bit to the mid-8s. Patrick Reed, Jason Day, who killed us last week. Gary Woodland, who I do like. Paul Casey, Tony Finau. Any names there of guys that are on your list? Yeah, you know, Reed, for some reason, just kind of stays the status quo. I mean, how Fleetwood is still... Uh, $500 more than him just mind boggles me. Uh, this guy is a guy who has win equity in majors and on the PGA Tour. Uh, he, he knows how to get around here at TPC Sawgrass. Reed is in a good spot. Uh, Woodley's in a good spot. You know, the, the U.S. Open uh, reigning champ, this is a situation where uh, people treat this as the, the, the fifth major. So I'm looking for guys that have that, that temperament and know how to handle themselves in big spots. So those are a couple of guys. And then, yeah, you threw out Jason Day. I'll just tell you, this is going to be uh, history rewriting itself. He withdrew from the API last year due to a back, spent some time with his family at Disneyland or Disney World down there, and then came back and just completely you know, showed how uh, a good golfer with a good around the green game, a good short game can go well here. And I, I, Day is 8,400. I think he's in play. And if people are off of him, uh, history should tell them that uh, I don't think he's going to withdraw two weeks in a row. That is a very good point. All right, let's drop a little bit below 8,000. You've got Colin Morikawa, who just seems to be a supreme cut maker. Shane Lowry, Matty Kuchar, who loves Pete Dye courses. Byung-Hun An, any names there that you're interested in? Yeah, Morikawa, your guy, he's the guy that now holds the longest cut streak uh, on the PGA Tour. He's a first-timer here. Uh, they typically don't perform. Uh, they're, they're probably not going to win, but his 7,900 price is exactly what you're looking for for Morikawa in this field with his with his approach game, which is going to be key this week. Uh, you did mention a guy $100 cheaper than him, Matt Kuchar. I'm a big fan of him. Any P-Tide type of a course, Matt Kuchar's in play. He's actually a previous winner here as well. Um, and I like those plays actually more than maybe what the, the, the early chalk consensus might have been with Tyrell Hatton last week's winner and possibly Leishman. So I do like maybe spending up to those guys to maybe differentiate from the, the crowd that might go, go down to uh, Hatton or Leishman from last week. All right, let's drop a little bit. We've got Horschel, who's from Florida, Scotty Scheffler. We're getting into the lower 7,000s, Wallace and Poulter, Snedeker, Answer. Any names there that strike your fancy? 
Yeah, you know, Horschel's a, uh, a Florida guy, like you mentioned. He's performed well here. He's very steady. He has got a good uh, month or so of golf underneath his belt. 7500 is a good price with him. Matthew Fitzpatrick, you mentioned Abraham Answer. He did really well last year um, in his first time at TPC Sawgrass. I like Answer. Been on him for a while. And another guy, Berger, he's just been trending the right direction. A Florida kid that has really found his game is going to be getting close. I don't know if he's close to winning, but he's going to make the cut, and, and he should get in the mix. Uh, Poulter is another guy as well. Uh, good history here. Didn't do so well last year, so that would maybe be the only reason why I might go a little bit less on him because it it do, does favor the uh, the longer hitters a little bit. But Poulter's a pretty steady guy that knows how to handle himself. All right, let's drop into that seven thousand range and lower. This is where we have to start to make our hay because if we want to get some of those expensive guys, give yes. me some names that we're looking for at this range. Yeah, and I, I really feel like if you're going to eat chalk elsewhere, this is the range that you can dip into. Uh, the low 7,000s, but specifically, I was looking at a lot of DK prices over the last three years. A lot of 6,000 guys pop uh, at the very top of the leaderboard in this event. So I'm not saying a start in scrubs, but definitely dabbling into the 6K range is, is going to be worth your while. I mean, Johnny Vegas was a guy that uh, just kind of came in with really good form, and he kept that going. He's at 6,300. Uh, he's not playing his best golf right now, but he's trending in the right direction. So Vegas is a guy at 6,300. JT Poston is a guy at 6,400 who is, has done really well. He's a Wyndham Championship winner. Um, uh, so there's correlations with that this week. Uh, Joel Damon, he's at 66. So I really like uh, this pool. If you kind of know kind of how to separate certain guys from kind of the, the all the kind of the, the, the lumps of the, the 6K range. There are certain guys that do separate themselves pretty clearly. I like some of those names. Let me give you some other names. Do we like Griot? Do we like Nick Taylor, for example? Yeah, you know, Griot, again, I'm still just shaking my head on that. We talked about him last week. You mentioned him, and I'm like, I can't trust a guy who can't putt. I know he got DQ'd last week. I don't know what it was for specifically, but I, I keep a rolling strokes game putting uh, metric in my model from last year to this year and he is the worst putter as far as this field is concerned now he's also the number three or four ball striker uh, approach game so it's just one of those things where he's gonna have to figure out this putting i still only keep him in a gpp category only but it's only a matter of time before before he kind of gets through these yips on the putting green and he kind of gets back to what he's what he's good at and that's actually uh, con- uh, getting in the mix in, in these big tournaments do we like the name Rory Sabatini as a cut maker? Uh, cut maker, yes, uh, I do. Um, he hasn't really been flashing too much lately, uh, but we do know that he can handle par fives, and par fives is going to be uh, key this week at, at Sawgrass. All right, got about 30 seconds. Give me one guy that we don't know about that we're going to know about come Sunday. Well, his, his name is getting mentioned in the betting world. I'm really considering him highly in uh, DFS this week. Russell Henley at 6,400. He is my guy right now that I'm really putting a lot of uh, top. I would even recommend a first-round leader bet on him. Uh, his approach game is on point. He's normally really good put, uh, putter, and it's just a matter of time. He does have a few good rounds under his belt here. I like Russell Henley getting into the mix early, one of the earliest tee times. Uh, look for Russell Henley to go well this week. All right. Outstanding stuff as always. And if I'm not a millionaire, my man, I hope you are. I'll, I'll take you out for dinner if I am. That's for sure, doctor. <laughs> That's a deal. You got it. All right. Good luck and take care. Yep. Take care. Have a good one. All right. That's Eric Dantoff from FantasyGolfInsider.com. Check it out there. You, if you want to win a million, that's where you go. All right. We're back with more when we return right after this.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. All right, back with you here. 
Dr. Roto. Let's take a look at a little uh, fantasy football news. Alvin Kamara said that his leg was 75% last season. I could see that. He really wasn't very good. I mean, seriously, he really wasn't very good. But now he's 100% healthy. Maybe you get a little discount on Alvin Kamara. I'm interested. The NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports the Titans are focused, laser beam focused, on re-signing Ryan Just Play Tannehill long-term. That's probably the smartest thing I've read. I know why the Titans want Tom Brady. Wouldn't you? You want Tom Brady. But you're going to have to pay Brady a whole lot. How many years does he have left? Not many. When you can literally build around Ryan Tannehill for the next five years. You you sign him to a, a deal. I don't think you have to pay that much for Tannehill. The guys believe in him. The guys like him. I'm not saying they don't like Tom Brady. Don't go crazy on me. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. But you, you get Tannehill. You secure him. And then you go spend a boatload of cash. You literally get a boatload of cash and you give it to Derrick Henry. Because he is your identity. That's smart. That makes sense to me. Doesn't make sense. A lot of sense. By the way, there was a very good article that I read why Dak Prescott is not going to sign any long-term deal. Dak Prescott's going to make a lot of money over the... He's going to do a Kirk Cousins. He's going to get the franchise tag for the next two years, and he's going to be making close to 40 mil. And then when he's 28 years old, some team somewhere is going to overpay that guy. And I think that might be the best news that Cowboy fans have ever heard. Because I think Cowboy fans like Dak, but they don't love him. They like him. But if he doesn't get him to a Super Bowl in the next two years, they won't like him that much. Now, I'm just throwing out something. And we've said this before, by the way. We've mentioned before how the teams that do the best seem to have quarterbacks on rookie deals. Right? Jared Stidham is on a rookie deal. He's got a bunch more years in New England. I don't think it's crazy to feel. It's not crazy to say that New England and Bill Belichick is only going to go so far for Tom Brady. I really believe that. I don't know whether Belichick is going to go all in on Brady for more than a year or two. Because you got to get Stidham who Jordan Palmer thinks is going to be a great quarterback, not a good one, a great one. I think it's very interesting because we know that you have a window. Now, with Sidham, they have four years, not five, right? Four years. Now we're in year two. You, you play him this year, you've got two more years of the Super Bowl potential before you got to start paying him big bucks, big bucks. 
Is that crazy to think? Right? A lot of things going on here. A lot of things at play here. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw Marshall Yanda going to retire. That's not good news for Lamar Jackson, which has to be why my, my friend and caller, Big Phil's on the line. Big Phil, are you coming out of retirement to block for Lamar Jackson? Uh, I'd love to be able to do that. That would be the dream come true if I could do that. And then I could say I know you. Do what? Then I could say that I know you. You can sign right. jerseys well, you, and stuff like that. And yeah, you could you could say that now, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but it would if you were blocking for him. I'd be like, I know that guy. How you been, my friend? It's been a long time. No here. Well, you know, it's not my season. I'm not a baseball guy, so. But you talked about Kamara. I was looking to trade him off my dynasty team. Well, so now that once you have that report, once you have the report today, now you can trade him. Right? Because yeah, before, well, I, I think people a, are questioning. Well, I was going to try to get, you know, first-round rookie picks. What I was yeah, trying to I, I would do that. Sure, I would do yeah, that. So. Look, this is a great, great, great draft. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a better re- receiver class ever. I mean, there's pro- the number 12 guy probably could be a first-round pick in some other years. And I yeah, think well, I, haven't John- started, yeah. I haven't started doing much research yet. I'll start once the um, draft gets a little closer. But uh, yeah, so I think there's probably honestly. I, I don't laugh, and I'm not trading Kamara for a second, mind you. I'm not. But I would think you could probably even get a second or third round pick this year, and still get guys who might be former fir- who might be first round picks in other years. Well, I was wanting first round picks, and I got Gurley too, and I was maybe thinking about doing that with Gurley getting a second or third round pick. Yeah, I would trade Gurley for a second and third right now. Bye. See yeah. ya. Done. I, I don't think there's any way that Gurley sees 250 carries again. I don't think so either. And I, I think that Taysom Hill has taken some value away from Kamara, too, even though you said he was, you know, he said he was 75% last year. Hill's well, there was, obviously some something, there was obviously something wrong with Kamara, Big Phil. He just, he had no explosion. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You watched him the year before he had, he scored all those touchdowns and, you know, they just didn't give him the ball. You got to think, okay, surely the guy they don't think Taysom Hill's that much better. You know, and Murray was getting a lot of activity down low too. So, you know, you got to think, well, maybe there. I never thought there was something wrong with him, but I thought, well, I think there's something going on, but I didn't know he was hurt. Now, strategically, you might need to keep Kamara because you can't undersell him. You can't sell him for eighty-five percent. No. Right. Well, I was hoping to get. You know, a couple of picks, you know, maybe a first and a second. Sure, sure. Right, right. But after last year, people might not want to give that anymore. That's the problem. Oh, people yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I got you. I got you. I got right. You. So I want to sell Alvin Kamara for $1. twenty. right? But right now, I have a feeling you're going to get 85 cents on your dollar. And you can't do that. You got you got to you got to sell them to somebody who believes. Otherwise, you can't you can't take less of a deal just to get rid of them. You got to hold them. Well, I put feelers after the guys in the league before the season was over. So, and is it a good league? Is it a good league fun. that likes to trade, or are there, is there any shenanigans? Oh yeah, it's that one. You know, I would talk to you about the one guy in there that trades all the time. So it's that league, but there's some good players in there that do trade. Well, that's so. good. All right, what do you think, Ryan Tannehill going to the Titans or not? I think so. I think it'd be silly not to sign him back. 
Yeah, me too. I, mean, I don't like Brady. I mean, come on, the guy's 43 years old. I know. Could you imagine being that good at 43 that people still want to pay you 25 million bucks? Oh, exactly. I mean, it's you know, I mean, he obviously takes care of himself and wants you know and play and still playing good. But I mean, that's got to stop. It's got to end sometime. As he's not going to play till he's 50 years old. It's just not going to happen. I wish there was. I mean, look at me. Forget about it. It's all over. That's right. It goes downhill. Exactly. <laughs> all right, my friend. It was good okay. catching up with you. All right, be well. See you, bye. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, Big Phil's absolutely right. Tom Brady, 43 years old. What are you buying him for? One to two years. Tops. Tops. How many years does he have? Assuming he is the picture of health. He, doesn't, he can't fling it. Drew Brees can't fling it. See, but Drew Brees slash Taysom Hill is interesting to me. They bring in Hill. They run a couple of quick things. Breeze just wants to win. Breeze doesn't mind coming out because he trusts Sean Payton. You think Brady wants to come out? No. He's not coming out for a play. He doesn't work that way. I don't know. I think it's, I think the Patriots are in a quandary. I really do. I know you don't want to get rid of Tom Brady, but are you winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady? Are the Patriots better than the Chiefs? who have the best quarterback in the league and the best tight end and the best receiver? Well, one of the best receivers, the fastest receiver. I don't know. And Damian Williams looks possessed to me. I don't know. If you're the Patriots and you can't beat the Chiefs, why am I giving Tom Brady all 30 million bucks? Maybe I'm better off figuring out, out another way to win. I know you're thinking I'm crazy for saying that. But maybe I am. Maybe that's not the right move. Maybe you're only bringing Brady back because he's Tom Brady and he sells jerseys and kids love him and women love him. Men want to be like him. Women want to marry him. What can I tell you? But maybe it's not the right thing. All right. Robbie Anderson says there's mutual interest. That is me, Sean, by the way. Men want to be, yeah, men want to be, be with me. It's true. It's not a wrestling line. I don't know who said that, but I'm sure some wrestler said that. Probably, probably came from somebody. All right. Robbie Anderson says he and the Jets, there's interest. Is there really? Adam Gase doesn't like Robbie Anderson. It didn't seem to me that Robbie Anderson was in good graces of Adam Gase. So I don't know. I'd like Robbie to be back. I'm sure Sam Darnold wants Robbie to be back. I'm sure Jamison Crowder wants him to be back, but I'm not holding my breath because if anything can go wrong, the Jets will figure out that way. Maybe it'll be better now with Douglas. Who knows as the GM? I don't know. I just don't trust it. All right, but right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. I want to thank Eric Dantoff for joining me. Remember, check out FantasyGolfInsider.com. Somebody's winning a million dollars this week on DraftKings. Maybe it'll be you. I want to thank my man Sean in the booth for doing what he does, for telling me about the toilet paper thing. I, I totally had no idea about this. He enlightened me. All right, guys, wishing you all a great day. This is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3 0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. 
His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.